1: Learn more at marines.com.
2: This is the Rich Eisen Show. Right, Right now. That's it, the buzzer sounds on a Celtic sweep. This is a very dicey subject,
3: folks. I know so many people wanted to see us fail.
2: Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. And everybody's laying into Ben Simmons. We just don't know what's happening. Today's guests, Cincinnati cornerback, Sauce
1: Gardner. Notre Dame safety, Kyle Hamilton. Co-host of Good Morning Football, Kyle Brandt. Plus, Ohio State wide receiver, Garrett Wilson. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Yes, it
2: is. I can confirm that. All sources point to yes. Eight four four two zero four. rich number to dial here on this edition of The Rich Eisen Show, live from Los Angeles, California, here on NBC Sports on Peacock and NBC Sports Audio, Sirius XM Channel 85. We say hello to our terrestrial radio listeners in all of a... America, listening potentially on the Odyssey app. We want to say hello to everybody who downloads this podcast. You are now listening to this show whenever you want. It's your ride. Certainly when you get our podcast at the Cumulus Podcast Network, we also say hello to everybody who subscribes to this uh, show on uh, YouTube, which is how you can get anything that you missed, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. Again, 844-204-RICH. Number to dial here on the program. Christopher Brockman, good to see you over there, sir. Hey,
1: Rich, it was really weird. Last night around like 6.30, 6.45, I had the sudden urge to just like pull out a broom and sweep my house. Well, you know what? It, it was, was just, really weird. It's
2: a very, strange, it was a very strange feeling. Good to see you, Mike yeah. Del Tufo. Well, How are you? Rich? <clears throat> TJ Jefferson Morning. lighting the candle. Good to see you, sir. Well, the Sixers are just going to do this to me, aren't they, Rich? Yes, they are. <laughs> they're just they're just going to do this to me. <laughs> yes, they are. Yes, they are. Look, uh, as you know, I'm, I'm I'm, I'm heading to the uh, the NFL draft in Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, as a matter us. Fact, after this show, after this show, no, you're going to stay here. I, I, the the guest list that uh, Ryan Leaf has got set up over the next three days is. Uh, highly impressive from okay. uh Kurt Warner calling into this program and uh and then also uh Kevin Connolly's gonna stop by in studio oh, for you guys oh, yeah. get to hang with him. How about that? Um so uh, you guys are your guys will be taken care of. And I, I I'll I'll find some time to call into the show. <laughs> well I would say I'm tough to book. Pull yourself. Away Me and Connolly can reminisce about the time my car almost got stolen. Is that right? Whoa. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, that's uh, top story news. <laughs> um certainly when he shows up here on the on the show. Um but um look, let's let's start by pouring one out. Pour one out, all forty-eight ounces. Twenty-four of those forty-eight ounces uh, were poured out at the end of the regular season when From the Homs. Lakers got uh, didn't even make the play-in tournament, <laughs> and the rest of those twenty-four, like you're kind of shaking the bottle to make sure every last drop has been poured out. Now that the Nets have been swept out of the playoffs without a single playoff victory this year, That's- and they, you know, you, you and and you know what, what, I know there's people out there that are like, well, wait a minute, Rich, they they want a uh, a play-in game. Uh, Playing play in tournament game well that's not a playoff game <laughs> those 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 <laughs> stats go into some nether region we we don't know where they are it's 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 uh it's not a it's not a it's not a regular season game it's not a playoff game the playoff uh, the play in tournament it, it's like the taint of the record book <laughs> oh, wow and i did not see that i'm in a mood i'm <laughs> in a mood wow i'm in a mood i don't even have my teeth. i'm in a mood because let's go I, i'm in a mood because I, I get so disappointed when I see teams that should perform well not perform anywhere close to what they should do. And in this world where things get pushed to the top of your timeline and, and, and everything that you see in this world, people talk about negativity and, 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 and disappointment first. I do want to just say this first. Chris, your Boston Celtics are freaking awesome to watch. Thank you, my friend. They are awesome to watch. You're watching a budding superstar in yeah. Jason Tatum. And his rich. his wow. incredible, his incredible wattage, um, I, I think overshadows how terrific Jalen Brown is in his own right. Marcus Smart. What he has done <laughs> in in terms of, yeah, we we know he's the defensive player of the year. He had 20 points and 11 assists last night. He is dynamite on the offensive end. And the rest of the group plays as a team. And last year it was like, what the hell is Brad Stevens do handing this off to Emea Doka? What, what, what is going on here? Like, why would he leave the bench and hand us to a first year head coach? Why would they do that? And what are they going to do? And what they've done is put together a hell of a team, and this is without Time Lord. He hasn't even shown up yet. I love that nickname. Great nickname. And um, he's a Time Lord has arrived when, when he's healthy, and he's going to come back, and this team's going to get better. And they play defense, and they take you out of what you want to do, and the Nets are a perfect example of that. What the Nets want to do is play a two-man game with Kyrie Irving and and Kevin Durant, why not? They're two of the best players on planet Earth. Especially since the rest of the team is kind of, eh. Meh. Yeah. They got Seth Curry. That was good. Because Harden got sent away. And Curry's there. And, you know, Brown is... Fine. Right? No, I Joe mean, Harris is here.
1: Joe was hurt. Of course. One of, one of the best no, shooters. I, I,
2: I understand that. And yeah. and uh, Ben Simmons didn't show. Who? Right. So, I want to give the credit where it is due. The Celtics are a really good team, becoming a terrific team if they haven't already become one, and they are shooting up with a bullet and they are peaking at the right time, and I hope for your sake, Chris, and everyone else who roots for the Celtics, that their time off watching the rest of the Eastern Conference playoffs get through, that they don't cool off a little bit here. But I, I, I trust what they're doing. It's terrific, and you and the rest of the Celtics fan base must already be crowning this team one of their favorite Celtics teams to watch in a long time, and there's been a lot to watch I think you're and enjoy. Right about that I think you're right about that. Like, boy, just watching this team come together and, you know, you don't expect this after they reshuffled everything. Not their roster, but their, their, their command and control structure. So, especially since the first half of the season, you're wondering what the hell is going on with the team. Disaster. Now they're a team. They're a team to be reckoned with. And I believe they, they have a shot to win a championship this year. And I didn't think that through the first two-thirds of the season. Mm-hmm. I truly believe. I'm looking around, and you know what I, how I feel about the Warriors and how I feel about their chances. And then you look around the rest of the Western Conference, I don't see a team that's better than the Celtics.
3: Unfortunately.
2: And I, don't, I I look at your team and we'll hit them later on in the program let's because they're, doing, they're, they're, they're making things a, a little bit hot. <laughs> but let's talk about the Nets now that I've at least paid the respect to the Celtics because that's going to be lost very amongst so, everything much. today because of how patently disappointing the Nets are and pouring one out for all those who had Lakers and Nets in the Finals. That's what I was pouring one out for because there will be a conversation, about which team's more disappointing, the team that never made the playoffs, the team that made the playoffs and acted like they didn't make it and they didn't leave a mark there. If a if a, if a tree falls in the playoff forest, does it make a noise if you're not there to <laughs> to, to actually be around to see Rich,
1: it? Great poll question. Putting it up right
2: now. Oh, gosh. More disappointing season. There you go. Fine. Rich, just before you move on to Celtics, to make it even more annoying for you and I and And Del Tufo is Brockman predicted that the Celtics were going to sweep this series. You know what? And it just makes me want to vomit. And you know what? I don't. I don't. In 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 retrospect, blame them because you see the Nets as they are constructed. They're a disaster. And you see the Nets how they played and how they were coached. Something else. How they coached. And I understand that you got to do a two man game because the way things are going, or you have to pick and roll a lot. You're, You're going right in the jaws of the Celtics defense. They switch. Defensively like few others can. Kinda of like what I mean, the heat oh, the heat the heat are terrific. <laughs> I saw I saw how Trey Young had Ooh. fifteen Miami Heat <laughs> From yeah. everybody on the current roster all the way back to Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosch, the go, you know, <laughs> the anybody Loss who's ever played anybody who ever played for the Heat switched on to Trey Young. Glenn Rice. Okay, Glenn Rice was there. Sure. Sure. Douglas picked, picked him going. up at half yeah, court. Well done. <laughs> Ronnie Cycley. But let's just land on the Nets here. Let's just land on the Nets here for for a bit. I just can't abide talent not meeting opportunity. It's so disappointing. It is so disappointing. And and this team we we understand what happened. COVID happened to everybody. It's still happening by the way. And in New York City the rule was if you could not Find your way to a needle to get vaccinated and you worked in the city of New York and you lived in the metropolitan area. You could not work in the city of New York. In a public setting. That was a rule. And at least Kyrie Irving after last night admitted finally that he felt he was letting the team down. This is what he said after the loss last night.
3: Well, yeah, I think it was just really heavy emotionally this season. Um, we all felt it. Uh, I, I felt like I was letting the team down uh, at a, at a point where I wasn't able to play. Um, you know, we were trying to exercise every option for me to play, but I, I never wanted it to just be about me. And I think it, it became a distraction at times. And, um, you know, as you see, we just had some drastic changes. You know, we, we lost a um, franchise player, and uh, we got a franchise player back. But, uh, you know, we didn't get a chance to, to see him on the floor. And um, there was no pressure for him either to step on the floor with us either. You know what I mean? Like, ben, Ben's good. We have been. We have his back. He's going to be good for next year. But now we just, we just turn the page and uh, look forward to what we're building as a franchise and, and really get tougher.
2: You know what? You didn't do everything you could have done. You, you looked at all the options, except the one you refused to look at. I'm sick and tired of athletes who are saying, you know what? I've done everything I could from Kirk Cousins to him to, what, uh, Tanner Hauk now currently in Boston right now, who's not pitching this week in Toronto because that's the rule. I've done everything I could. No, you didn't. You didn't and you won't. But at least he admitted that he let his team, he's thinking he's letting his team down, so even he knew he didn't do everything possible. Otherwise, why do you feel like you're letting your team down? If you're so in the right, then why do you feel guilty? Unless you have something to feel guilty about and you know that you do. And then, are we sure Ben Simmons is going to be fine for next year? Really? We know that now. Because I thought he was going to be fine for game four. You know who didn't take an epidural? The person who dresses him. That's for sure. And I'll tell you this. I'll say this. <laughs> if you say, as you're, you're running a team, you say to somebody, you didn't take the shot, you're not playing home games. That's the way it goes. You're not playing road games either. We're taking that stand. And then you reverse that stance in the middle of the season. And then James Harden, you acquire him after he honey buns his way out of Houston. And you acquire him, and then you just go straight past every blinking light and the buyer beware label on him. You go past that one, and then you accede to his wishes to get out. Then why are you so surprised when Ben Simmons says, I'm not playing? If these are the rules in which you set. And then you hire a coach as great as Steve Natch was as a player who's never done it before. But at least they've got Kyrie uh, steering the ship with Kevin Durant, as he pointed out last night as well.
3: When I say I'm I'm here with Kev, I think that it really entails us, uh, you know, managing this franchise together alongside Joe and and Sean and um, just our our group of family members that we have in in our locker room and our organization, you know, so... Um, it's not just about me and Kev. I don't want to make it just about that. We, we're cornerstones here, but you know we have been. We have a few other guys that are on contract, and I think we just got to make some moves this off season. And really talk about it and um, really be intentional about what we're building, and have some fun with it, make it enjoyable, and um, you know hopefully we get to start from day one just as a squad and, and as a family, and, and we just really worry about us.
2: You know what? I've always said this um, in the rare instances it's happened, and I said it over the last few weeks. I miss LeBron in the playoffs. I know you don't, Chris, and I know a lot of people don't, but I miss him in the playoffs. I think um, the playoffs are less than without him. You know who I'm not going to miss in the playoffs? These Nets. I'm not going to miss Kyrie Irving. He was so much more enjoyable when he was making comedies. My kids love his shoes. They do. They love his shoes. They want his shoes, they love his shoes, and I like his comedies. I thought Uncle Drew was great. And I wanted to meet him and talk to him. Now I just I just want to tune him out. I am sick and tired of watching him implode teams. He left LeBron. Then he went to Boston and left them. And now he's left the nets and tatters. He's part of it. As I mentioned, the owners. And the people who run this franchise have something to do with it. But I'm sick and tired of hearing a guy who flunks science over and over again. From how round this planet is to what the vaccine means. I'm sick and tired of a flunked out science student try and sound like some faux humanities professor. I would want no part of him running my franchise. And if I'm Kevin Durant, I'm trying to get the hell out. I'd say, I'm out. Or get him out of Brooklyn. I know they're tight. I know they they would be a terrific two-man game. But not when one man wasn't there. Durant deserves better, in my opinion. He is an all-time great. He is a GOAT in the remaining years of his window of opportunity to win championships. If I'm him, I am calling Golden State saying, how do I get back there? (laughs) With him, they are dominating the West. We're not talking about when Devin Booker's coming back. We're not talking about how good Luka is. We're not talking about anything but how great the Warriors are and who's going to beat them if he went back there, over. And that's the way the conversation would have been even with Clay out, had he stayed there. My two cents. Adios, Nets. Can't wait to see what the Celtics look like moving on. I like what the heat looked like. The Bucks are obviously getting through this crucible without Chris Middleton. I can't wait to see how the Raptors try and force a Game 7, which would tighten the lid a bit in Philadelphia. Can't wait to see what the Warriors do from here on out. That will be fun. Can the Suns constitute a championship run with Booker getting hurt? What can Luka do now? The Grizzlies and the Timberwolves are an interesting series. Adios, Nets. I will not miss you as the playoff door hits you on the way out. Now then, I'm getting in a better mood. (laughs) Because <laughs> Sauce Gardner's a to yes. call yes. yes. God, do I want him in Jets green in the worst way. <laughs> do you know how good this guy is? I don't know if people understand how good this guy is. Because you didn't watch too much Cincinnati football. If you watch Cincinnati football, you didn't see a touchdown thrown in this guy. Because the last touchdown thrown in this guy happened when he was in high school. That's a fact. Kyle Hamilton is an outstanding football player as well. He's calling into the show. We've got Garrett Wilson calling into the show, which means it's Olave and Wilson on back-to-back days. Two guys that do not graduate with gold pants. (laughs) And also Kyle Brandt, who's calling out the Bills' third-round draft choice in Vegas. I am so nervous for him. Not because I don't think he's going to stick the landing, but (laughs) those picks get traded. So hopefully he might have a two-night stay in Las Vegas, Nevada, because I always like being around him. And then you at 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the show. Off and running, Sauce Gardner, bring me the sauce, <laughs> I have said. And the sauce is about to be brought to me next on The Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, o o o Auto Parts. 844-204-RICH, number to Dom back here on the Rich Eisen Show, Terrestrial Radio Outfit. Everybody knows this. I don't know if he knows it, but now he will because I guess he's on hold getting ready to come here and join the show as part of Old Spice. I want him as a Jet. I want him as a New York Jet number four overall. I just love the way he plays. And by the way, so does every defensive coordinator in the NFL that was talking about him when I was walking into the building for the defensive back workout. That's what everyone was talking about, defensive back workout. They want this guy. Half of them weren't saying his name because they think that the Walls have ears at the Combine. But I have eyes, and I know what the Jets need, and they need Sauce Gardner. And he's joining me here now on the Rich Eisen Show, courtesy of Old Spice. How you doing, Sauce Gardner?
4: Man, I'm great. How you
2: doing? I'm better for talking to you. I'm not lying. I'm not lying. Hey,
4: man, it's a blessing to be here talking to you, man. Big fan.
2: Let's get to it. <laughs> Let's get to it. How? Yeah. How? Who, who have you been meeting with at the uh at the combine and throughout this entire process? Sauce garden? Um,
4: I can't even remember. That's a great question. well so throughout this process I didn't talk to a lot of people. You know, I didn't talk to the the Texans. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't talk to the Jets. Yes. You know, your favorite team. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. You Who? Know, I talked to the Giants. Okay. Um I talked to a lot of teams. Okay. You know, but, but uh yeah, I feel like they they, they press and like they, they they like me a lot.
2: What do you mean they? Any, any, what do you mean? Like, like they
4: they like me a lot. You know, I'm not saying like, press, That probably wasn't the right word to use, but they just express how, how they like me as a player and as a person.
2: Okay. Um. And uh, how did the Jets express that to you, Sauce? Uh, let's get right to <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, it,
4: it, it's like they all express it the same way. <laughs> you know, it's not like recruiting where where they have their different ways of trying to get you to come there. You know they keep it. They keep it uh, really real with you.
2: Mm-hmm. Very
4: genuine guys. You know uh, all three of those coaching staffs are are very
2: genuine. You know, uh, yeah. Okay, so now I don't want to say too much, man. I don't want to look sauce. This is this is all about making sure you wind up a New York Jet. I'm not gonna lie. So because that this is this has got to happen because to me to me. When you are in a division that has just added Tyreek Hill to it and there's already Stephon Diggs and Gabriel Davis and, and of course, the Patriots have got Devontae Parker now, they need somebody like you to cover them. Are you the type who would say, I'll take those guys, Sauce Gardner? Most definitely. You know,
4: I don't run away from from, from the good guys, the great guys, I I would say. You know, I'm, I'm always looking forward to guard the best. You know, go against the best competition. So it's not like one guy that I'm looking forward to guard. I'm looking forward to guarding the best.
2: Okay. Would you? Do you normally travel with people? How do you? How do you? Uh, I mean, I had
4: a, I had a senior on, on the defense with me, so you know, it's not like I really was traveling because right. you know he was a senior. And he was a great, great player. You know, but that's not anything I would have a problem with. You know, I've traveled before. I played in the field, in the boundary, in the slot, you know, so I'm familiar with, with all of those all of those positions and all those spots on the field.
2: You know, so. Sauce yeah. Gardner, okay. All right. all right, Sauce Gardner joining me here on the Rich Eisen Show. When was the last time you gave up a touchdown,
4: Sauce? I can't even remember, Rich. It's a great question.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't remember. That's good. <laughs> That's good that you don't remember the last time you gave up a touchdown. I was told it was in high school. Did you give one up in high school, or was that before even that?
4: I probably did. You know, I, I can't remember. Like I know for sure, like, I never gave up, like, a deep bond. To, it probably could have been, like a, like, a short throw or something like that. But, uh, yeah, it, it wasn't nothing crazy enough for me to remember.
2: They probably pushed off anyway, right? They probably pushed off. <laughs> yeah, probably. Oh, probably so. So um, when you sent out this tweet... Uh, sauce about you being the best player in the draft. I'm the best player in the draft. What what led you to take to Twitter and put those seven words into the Twitter machine and hit send? Well, sign?
4: I was I was in an intense workout, you know, and I I believe it was around five in the morning when I was working out. Mm-hmm. I, I posted the tweet after that though, but I just remember. Who everybody was saying the best player was in the draft, and I'm like, I know, I know they probably sleep right now. I, I know I'm probably the only one up, you know, grinding, putting this work in, you know, and uh, yeah, it was just when I, I was, I was just in an intense workout, man, and I was just like, man, I'm the best player, you know, I'm putting unseen work and required hours while everybody else is asleep, you know, and, yeah, I ended up making that tweet a little, a little bit later.
2: Mm-hmm. And then you hit send. Why do you, why do you think you're the best player in the draft?
4: Like I said, man, unseen work,
2: unrequired hours. You know, uh, it's easy for me to
4: separate myself from from the other guys. Like I said, um, I'm not a guy that's a cancer to the team. Uh, I'm a great teammate. You know, to the guys that's, uh, that's on the team. You know, I'm someone that my teammates want to be around. You no, know, no, uh, I just feel like I'm a baller. You know, on the field. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a sponge, so I can always take advice and information from, from other guys, even if they're not in, a, in the same position as me. You know, and I, I always dominate, you know, no matter who's in front of me.
2: What about the spotlight of a city like New York? Would that concern you in any way, shape, or form, Sauce Gardner?
4: Man, my head is on straight. and not Nothing that can distract me from, from my goals and what I want to ultimately achieve. You know, the spotlight, that'd be cool for... For them to just see me in new york but it's not nothing that's going to distract me you know uh with incomes expectations you know on paper and with all the spotlight it's going to come a lot of expectations too you know so with all that spotlight i'm gonna to have to make sure i'm balling on the field you know i'm being the best teammate i can and doing everything i can so we can win
2: what do you mean by best teammate you say you're not a cancer what do you mean by that what do you man mean?
4: you know some guys you know can affect their teammates in, in bad ways you know and uh you know, you got a lot of guys watching watching you and seeing the little things that you do. You know, when you're the best teammate and you're not being a cancer, then that's good, you know, being a player-driven program. But when you got guys that can be a cancer to the, to the team, you know, and doing what they're not supposed to do, and there's a lot of people watching them, then that's when other people can start doing the same thing that they see. You know, and that's when teams get to falling apart.
2: Sauce Gardner, Ahmad Sauce Gardner here on the Rich Eisen Show. Growing up in Detroit, who was your who was the player that you uh, were emulating, who you wanted to be like? Sauce Gardner. Yeah. Um I
4: What's used that? to watch Chad Johnson. Chad Johnson was my favorite player. <laughs> I, used to, I grew up playing receiver and, and I remember he used to have his little YouTube videos like, "Man, I'm working, what you doing?" Like that's the mind that's a mindset and mentality I had when I was younger. Like I used to be talking just like him and everything, and I was playing receiver. I didn't start playing cornerback till like, my junior year, in the middle or end of my junior year in high school, and they threw me in the fire against my rival. So, you know, I always play receiver. So that's the guy
2: that I was always watching. So being thrown in the fire, it's interesting because Luke Fickle told a story when he was on the show a couple weeks ago, Sauce Gardner, about that he and the rest of the staff thought that you were potentially too green, too young to be thrown into a game, and then you were forced in due to circumstances against Central Florida, and you picked one off, and they're like, okay, he can play. That's what he told yeah. us. Do you remember that game?
4: Yeah, I, I do for sure. I just feel like it's it's, it's it's all God. You know, I pray. Everything I pray for, I got it. You know, and I don't take it for granted. Like, I, was a, I came in high school 5'8", 130 or something like that. I prayed for a growth spurt, got the growth spurt. You know, I was praying that I could, you know, be able to make a change so we can win. When I was in high school, they threw me in there, you know, at a corner. You know, got to college. I was six foot, I want to say probably six foot, six one. And I was about 150-something. They had plans on red shirt me. But I was just always making plays in camp. And I was praying, like, God, I'm making plays, this, this, and that. You know, next thing you know, threw me in the fire in UCF game. You know, and even though I wasn't playing as much at first, like in the first couple games, I was always watching a lot of film, you know, outside of uh, being at the school and watching it together with my coach and teammates, you know, so when I caught that pick, we was actually in cover three, but, you know, I had a whole bunch of film study that I was watching by myself and knew, like, if I'm bailing and playing off, they're going to sit it down, you know, so I trusted my gut. You know, uh, I was young, so I had room to make mistakes, that's how the coaches felt, but I never wanted to make mistakes. I just wanted to play fast, so not prepared a lot, you know. I I trusted my gut and wanted to make a play.
2: Coach Fickle and uh, Marcus Freeman, now uh, at Notre Dame, both told me separately that they, when they met you, refused to call you Sauce. They said, "I'm going to call you a Mod," and then they wound up calling you Sauce. It's funny how that works out, huh, Sauce?
4: Yeah, man. Coach Fick, he still don't call me Sauce. He said uh, he'll do it when I get drafted.
2: (laughs) <laughs> nah, so, I really
4: don't. so like Thursday night you're gonna call. Night.
2: You're gonna call him Thursday night. You're gonna call him Thursday night and nah, say, "Actually, actually, he'
4: gonna be here on Thursday okay. night." So
2: Best believe, best believe. After I hear my name
4: called, I'm gonna be looking forward to it for sure. He', he not leaving Vegas without calling me, so <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. I like that. So, um, for those who may not know, what what is the uh, the origin of the nickname Sauce?
4: Man, it was it, it was a thing when I was when I was younger. You know, I was about six years old. You know, I was actually too young to be playing. I was like the age group I was playing at is seven and eight. You know, so I was too young, mm-hmm. and I just remember it was after a game or after a scrimmage or something like that. And Coach Ted, he was my little league coach. He just told me, man, no new name. A one sauce sweet Free gardener. So like, <laughs> it was a long nickname. But as I got to getting older, still under his wing, it was sauce man, and then it was just sauce. So like, when I seen like, all right, man, I'm about to go for a run. I'm about to take this football stuff far because I mean, I was growing up in Detroit, and we didn't have everything that that we needed. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We, well, we had the things we needed: roof over our right head, food on the table, but. We like me, and my siblings, we didn't have the things that we that we wanted all the time. So I was gonna make a run at it. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, all right, this sauce, so you know, this is this is me, this is my this type of this type of guy I am, you know, the swagger I have, the confidence I have. So like since I was younger, I was always, Yeah, my name's sauce, you know. I got in college, I was my name's sauce. This is not a cocky or arrogant thing, it's sure. just a you know, confident thing, you know, the, the swagger, you know, when I step on the field, I'm sauce. That's you know what I'm
2: saying? So I do know what you're yeah. saying. Oh yes, I know what you're saying. So what's your favorite sauce if you have any sort of uh choice? And now you do. What's your favorite sauce? I like
4: sauce? all the sauces, man. You know when your name's sauce, you gotta like all of them. <laughs> you know, I, I, <laughs> I like I like sweet baby rays, barbecue sauce. Yeah. Okay. I feel like you could put it I feel like you could put it on everything.
2: Okay. All right. You know, so uh, what about <laughs> yeah. like a uh, Italian sauce? Any of that sauce you like that sauce? You like any uh what about uh uh, I guess, I don't, I don't know, I guess it's all, all kinds of sauce out there. Apple? Apple? <laughs> different sauces? What do you wow. think? What do you got? Apple sauce. Yeah, sure. No?
4: I grew up, I grew up eating applesauce.
2: Okay, very good. I just asked a grown-ass man if he eats applesauce. <laughs> apple I did that, TJ, <laughs> yeah. All enough. right, so um, um, l- l- let's just uh, uh, make sure that we're, we're, we're giving you um, and your sponsor what they're looking for here. Old Spice, what are you doing with Old Spice, Sauce Gardener? What are you doing uh, with that?
4: I grew up using Old Spice, so it's just it's great. It's great to just be in the same room as them. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I use the Old Spice Sweat Defense Dry Spray. You know, it's 24/7 sweat protection with daily use. So i could concentrate on learning my new playbook. You know, and like uh, like I was just saying, I know I'm the best defender in the draft, but the second best defender is the Old Spice Sweat Defense Dry Spray. <laughs> you know, I don't know who come after that, but I know they're second for sure.
2: <laughs> okay I love it all right last question for you here okay because I I'm again I'm a diehard jet fan and I I want you I want you at four um and I don't want to get you any in trouble here and I <laughs> and, and, and I, and I want to make sure you're Easy, you're man. going to the right spot but um here's the deal um Jets fans, we are emotionally scarred people. Sauce, okay? We're emotionally scarred people. The trap door always opens up. There's a phrase that's said all the time in New York City: "Same old Jets." If you go to a team that says "Same old Jets," right? What's your response when you arrive I mean, to a team that says that? I mean, sauce?
4: If, if I go to a team that says "Same old anything," you know, I'm gonna change it because you know, if that if, it, if they mean that in a bad way you know then i feel like i'm the change. you know i'm the person that's going to do everything any and everything so that way we can we can win and turn the program around. you know so yeah, that's how i feel about that. you know i'm not going to come there and get used to the norm. the same old anything and that's they mean that in a bad way then i'm not about to come be a part of it. i'm going to come try to change it in a great in a in a, in a better way.
2: Okay, um, so then the last thing for you is, uh, let's just say, and I know a dream come true would be for you to be number one, number two, or number three overall. If you are, in fact, drafted by any team other than the Jets before the Jets choose, uh, would it be a problem if I came up and uh, made sure the commissioner did not hand you that jersey, that I intercepted you and sent you back to the green room and reversed the choice and say this cannot happen? Would that be awkward? Uh, Would that be a problem? I don't, know.
4: I, I don't know, man. It might be a little awkward. Okay. It might be a little awkward,
2: well, man. Just look out for a guy. Go- hold on. That's
4: what, you, that's what you were thinking about
2: doing, huh? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I'm known for running in a suit. So I will be suited okay. and booted, and I will be running, even though I'm like about a half mile away. I will be running. <laughs> so look out for me. Have your head on a swivel, but also know if there is a green jersey handed to you fourth overall on uh, Thursday night. Uh, Rich Eisen will be very, very happy and so will a bunch of Jet fans. I hope that happens, Sauce. Yes, sir. Okay? Yes, sir. What a pleasure meeting you. Let's make this more often, regardless of where you go. I'm looking forward to watching you ball out in the NFL.
4: Yes, sir. I appreciate that for sure.
2: Thanks for calling, Sauce Gardner. Look for my call again. I am Sauce Gardner on Twitter, at Sauce Gardner on Instagram, part of Old Spice right here on the Rich Eisen Show. That's Sauce Gardner, everybody.
1: How'd How'd that go for you? Are you satisfied?
2: Let me say something to you. You say something to you. Right. You say something to you. Del Tufo, I'll say goodbye. something that El Tufo's giving him the Jewish goodbye. Oh, it's well okay. handled. Well done. The white glove <laughs> yes. treatment is. Well, you should because it's a very important person. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very important person. Normally, yell at you well, for that. Yeah, <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I have <laughs> had. I, mean. I, I have had, as you know, I've had um, uh, notions <laughs> before on this program. And I, 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 as you know, when I get an idea and I get a notion, it's very difficult for me to get off it. I'm still, still trying to give Matt Ryan the natural nickname over your wishes, intentions, all good, and begging me to stop. Over a decade. But there are some times where I'll back off where uh-huh. I'll admit that this is the wrong thing. Uh, you know. Like, don't break up your team for Giannis Antetokounmpo. I mean, you got Harbaugh hired at Michigan. I've, I've, I've spoken things in two You know what, what I mean? So I it's understand it's that. Worked. But, but there, are, there are things where right. I would back. You tell me that guy isn't what the Jets need. You tell me. Tell me. Tell me right now. That guy isn't the exact human being the Jets need. Somebody that Salah could put on the back end of his defense. Salah so had Richard Sherman. He had the, the, the genuine article there for a couple of years. And that's the comp for Sauce. It's 6-3. Somebody from Detroit who works his ass off, who's studying as a Cincinnati Bearcat film, even when his coaches are saying you're too young to get in there. So when he gets in there and cover three, he's taking one the other way. I'll take Tyreek Hill. I haven't given up a touchdown since I can't remember when. And the same old Jets. He's going to erase all that. And I know there have been bef- people before him, like culture changers, like the press, Jamal Adams. I get it. Sharpie. Right now, Joe Douglas's hand, write it, send it in. And then if he's chosen before, you still send it in and say, I don't, I, I you know, recount. We demand I, a I recount. Demand a recount. Yeah. <laughs> the, I strenuously the object. <laughs> the, 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 I strenuously object. Turn the oh, machines you back you on. You strenu- oh, now yeah. you strenuously object. Oh, yeah. I get it. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. I will say that the this is, this is rigged. It's rigged. Oh well, easy. Yes. easy, easy, Rich. I'm going to go the big lie. <laughs> easy, easy. That's how crazy I am easy. for this
1: guy, Brockman, I could care less what the Jets need. I'm just sitting here thinking, could he drop to 24? Is there a chance not, a shot, on 20. Earth? not a shot on planet 21? Not a shot on planet sauce 21. I'm nervous
2: he might not be there. I'm nervous the Texans will take him. Why wouldn't the Texans want him? He, he said he talked to Why them. Why wouldn't Lovey Smith want to take him? They need to trade
1: down and get more picks. Who are I, the Jets? I, no, no, the Texans. Oh, but I feel
2: Right. Like no, the Jets the Jets are fine in terms of number of picks. They've got what, what are the they Jets got? Jets are fine. They've got four out of the first what? Let me get this correct. But as DJ would say, the Texans is a Noah's Ark situation. Jets have four of the first thirty eight. We're they're good. They no, don't need to trade good. down. No, you're good. Take one at four, take one at ten, unless the ten is for Debo. We'll talk about that when we come back. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. John Lynch spoke. Interesting who did not speak yesterday on the Debo Samuel situation. That's next before Kyle Hamilton and Kyle Brandt joins us. Hour two is about the Kyles. And you at 844-204-RICH. on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time for JD Power 2023 award information visit jdpower.com/awards only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com let's talk game time boy do we love using game time tickets Eight four four two zero four. 204 rich is the number to dial here on the program. Uh, great chat with Sauce Gardner. Yeah. I mean, he's going to be a terrific pro. Knock on wood for him. Uh, Kyle Hamilton, another guy who's got a huge upside, and Garrett Wilson, both joining us on the program shortly. So, uh, Debo Samuel, what's up with him? 48 hours plus now until the draft begins again i just do not see the 49ers trading this guy i do not see the 49ers acceding to his wishes and i know that's the way things are going in the nfl star player certainly star wide out says i want out i want to go somewhere else and they have been accommodated so the 49ers had their pre-draft press conference yesterday, and John Lynch did it solo. No Ooh. Kyle Shanahan. Interesting. And this was John Lynch had to say when the subject of Debo Samuel's trade request came up. I can't ever imagine, you know, wanting to, to move on from
0: Debo. You put yourself through the exercises of, you know, you. Even though we don't have a first round pick, you have to be thorough in this process and prepare for everything. And so you you go through and do that. He's just too good of a player. I mean, you think of 2019, the 36th pick to to come up with someone like Debo, who, you know, to me, um, has just been a game changing player for our franchise. Um, you know, I've I've told Debo this. I, I think he's the perfect illustration. Herm Edwards used to talk about when will meets skill, uh, you've got the opportunity to be special. And I think Debo probably embodies that as much as anyone. He's uh, he's got tremendous will, he's a very talented player. Um I think by virtue of the way he plays it's inspiring. And so to me that's that um you know entails leadership. You know, do you make people around you better? He checks that box. Um He's a great teammate, and, uh, you know, I think of things like prior to games, I get out there, and he's always throwing the ball with the, the fans. I think he's been a great member of our community, so we've got nothing but love for him and nothing but appreciation for what he's bought, but you just don't let guys like that walk. So, um,
2: you know, we, uh, I can't envision a, a scenario where we would. Yeah, I can't envision a scenario where we would. I don't blame you, John Lynch. As uh, Daniel Jeremiah, my draft colleague, Combine colleague, NFL Network colleague, said yesterday on the program, I remember this, at the 2020 draft. We were talking going in um, and 2021 draft last year. We did it again, and we might do it again this year. Who knows? We haven't haven't gotten to Vegas yet. A segment called Finding Debo. (laughs) Right? Like who can come out of the draft that can do what Debo Samuel does? And find their way to a team with a coach who knows how to do How the right thing for that player. We're all just guessing. We are guessing, guessing, guessing as to why Debo Samuel wants out. Can't be because the team can't win. I understand that it's a new quarterback there, and I told everyone don't take the cheese that he wants to leave Trey Lance. That's why he's out. He's not working out with Trey Lance right now as the team is you know, doing their... You, Trey Lance is doing what all quarterbacks do, which is having a bunch of players together to get on the same page. John Lynch said that they feel that Trey Lance is ready, so let's discard that whole, well, Jimmy G might start again anyway. It's going to be Trey Lance's show, and having Debo there will be so crucial for it. Don't take that cheese, unless you want to believe Devontae Adams' Left because he wanted to get away from Aaron Rodgers and Tyreek Hill left because he wanted to get from Patrick get away from Patrick Mahomes. That's ridiculous, obviously. So let's not apply this here. It can't be that he he, he wants to be uh, on the East Coast. He's spending his time training in Los Angeles. Wouldn't he spend his time all the time on the East Coast if he were, you know didn't want to play on the West Coast? I, I I don't know. It's possible all of these things are correct. Latest thing is good is that uh, he and Shanahan aren't good. Because why else would Kyle Shanahan not be at the pre-draft conversation with the media, as he was last year? Lynch said that he was grinding tape on the 61st overall pick. That's their first pick this year because of all the picks that they gave up to go get Lance last year. So um, he said that he's grinding tape. You'd think he would have been grinding tape on the third overall pick last year, but he was at the press conference. And I I think you could absolutely say that Kyle Shanahan not being there yesterday is part of let's not give this any more of a news cycle than we need. Let's not give Debo anything more to either harden his stance or not. It's not like Kyle can't choose his words appropriately. He just says, you know, he holds press conferences like he's attached to sodium (laughs) pentothal. As we like to say, and I love it. I don't know if we're going to be here he, he tell, I know, like, we could all be dead in 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. So why would Debo want to be here? I don't You know what I mean? I, who the hell knows? But there's no, like, it didn't, clearly the Niners and Shanahan made a conscious decision to have him grind tape on the 61st overall pick and have John Lynch be out there because there had to be something that they wanted to make sure didn't add anything to the media conversation to this. So just not even having Coach there removes that. Let Lynch say what he said and then move on. And I think the moving on is going to be holding on to him and making sure everything as it currently is remains intact for when the draft goes and Debo is sitting wherever he's sitting and it washes over him that the Niners are not trading him And that they all come together and the now what part of this conversation on the same page with him, incredibly enriched. That's the way I'm viewing this right now. Could be wrong. Daniel Jeremiah said yesterday he thinks over the weekend that it wasn't going to happen. Now he's thinking it could. Hold on, man, the next 48 hours. But I think the holding on is going to be the Niners on Debo. I would do it. I wouldn't envision something either. If I was John Lynch or anyone in the 49ers, the two Kyles, Hamilton and Brant of Notre Dame and good morning football coming up. Let's go to uh, Chris in Los Angeles. Take his phone call right here in the Rich Eisen Show. How you doing, Chris?
0: Good, man. How you guys doing? What's going on?
1: So what's, what's
0: up? Well, listen, I have two things for you. First of all, I've never heard honey bun used the way you used it uh, regarding. Uh, Harden honey-bunning his way out of Brooklyn.
2: I used it as a so, verb, I think, right? Isn't that, uh, I don't know, that I, I verbed it, right? Yeah, you verbed it. Yeah. I'm just wondering if that's something I missed, if that's an idiom or whatever that I've... No, I think, uh, Chris, uh, you want you well, it, to... It
1: refers to the actual treat of honey-bun and also, you know,
2: stacks of cash. Right. Gotcha, gotcha,
0: yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Well, I was just wondering if you guys saw this uh, movie today. I think the best to race is over. The Rams published this draft video. Yes. With Josh Holloway,
2: yes, from you know, the
0: Lost. From Lost, as Les Snead, and Dennis Quaid as Stan Kroenke. <laughs> uh,
2: Scott Eastwood as as, uh, as Sean McVeigh. I saw that. Yeah, it was
0: amazing. It was amazing. Uh, yeah, I just want to know if you guys saw
2: that. And, we we uh, did. If you're ready for the Rams to run it back. We did. Thanks for the call, Chris. Appreciate it. We did see that video. It's awesome. We haven't. We didn't. Run, we haven't run. It's like uh, almost it's three long. minutes. Yeah, it's almost three minutes. And I don't it's know if long. we were. You know, Scott it's,
1: Eastwood is in it, and uh, Tyrese is in it. It's kind of like Fast but, and the Furious meets Ocean's Eleven.
2: They also have Aaron Donald in it and Cooper Cup in it and a handful of players. Jalen Ramsey, Van Jefferson in a van, which <laughs> yep. is very funny. Yep. Um, and uh, Stafford's in it. Aaron Donald uh, drops uh, an S bomb in it, which I thought was. I guess they wanted a PG-13 rating for it. A little edgy. A
1: little edgy.
2: Um, and uh, Josh Holloway from Lost as Leslie. There's a few people on planet Earth that gets my wife, my wife Susie, Uh-oh. Uh-oh. audibly going, "Oh!" when they see
1: Holloway's on the list. Holloway's
2: on Brad Pitt's on the list. Yep. Josh Holloway's on that list. From well, he's Lost. got the
1: hair to, to match for class, less need, so Yeah, it was perfect. Yeah.
2: So um, it's it's it, great. I've it watched it like so twice. Funny.
1: It's amazing. It's a well done by it all is around. So funny. Rams House production. Well done.
2: As the Rams don't have a first-round selection, by the way, for a seventh straight year, well, they have time man, to hang they? out
1: in the in the in the Malibu. Apparently, house I'm or... told it's
2: not Malibu this no, year. No, no, they
1: moved it. Looks like it's in the hills. It's, they, in it's, the it's hills, actually I in the video. Yeah, I'm going. Oh, with that is deal. that it? The, that's, that's the, the house. Up up at the at the r- right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They post some, posted something with the Selling Sunset guys. You didn't get invited, Brock. I'm going. Oh man.
2: They, no, they they uh, they sold his ticket to somebody else.